0: all right guys welcome to another episode of fix your franchise There it is. We got the whole threesome for you guys today. We got mm. Big Tug in the building yeah, with did. his fix-it route that y'all are so used to and you forgot about for a minute there. But Coach Red is in the building as well. He did his best to fill in on the fix-it hollerouts in the beginning of the episodes. We did I'm right. out. I feel like we did okay when we were doing that. I
1: want to hear that. Do you say that Coach Red took my fix-it? He had to. Someone had to. Can I hear it
0: all by myself? Can I hear it? We'll we'll, we'll, we'll do a little pullback of that. We'll we'll show you what it sounded like. We did our best with it. But it's nice to have you back, Big Tug. So we got another episode with all three of us in the building. I'm Adam Dirty. I'm here with Big Tug. And I got the mastermind coach, Red, in the building as well, as always. Uh, Today, we are doing your Miami Dolphins. We're just normal guys doing GM work right I here. You know it already if you listen to the podcast. We're the best GMs out there. You might not know it yet, but you'll know soon enough if you listen to All it. I right, do any of our episodes. So the Miami Dolphins, they were riding the cusp. Uh, we're going to let you guys know how to fix the franchise and like, I don't know, maybe win a Super Bowl. Who knows? You might, got, you might like that. Uh, I'm going to kick the coach red. What do you thinking that the Dolphins have to do to fix their franchise.
2: Be more consistent. This is a team last year that lost seven games in a row and then won seven games in a row. So they decide to move on from Brian Flores. They decide to bring in your boy from Sam Fran, Mike McDaniels. Like, I feel like he's the guy from the Little Giants that, makes up the play of the annexation of Puerto Rico. I feel like that's <laughs> the type of coach he is. But what they did is they still have Tua Tagovailoa on his rookie deal, so they went and got players. So if they do not make it to the playoffs, you know that Tua is not the quarterback of your future and you're going next year into a more quarterback-friendly draft, so you can attack it this year. They go out and do sign an established backup in Teddy Bridgewater. But well, holy cow, let me go down the list of guys they sign or retain. I'll start from wherever I want and finish wherever I want. <laughs> Tyree Kill, Taryn Armstead, bring back Mike Gusecki, get Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys, get Connor Williams from the Cowboys, get Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals, get Raheem Mostert from – the 49ers. Who'd they lose? mac Collins, Jacoby Brissett, Justin Coleman. This team is markedly improved from where they finished last year.
1: On paper. <laughs> and in practice.
0: Yes. Okay, so but here's the thing too that I that you just made me think about is about the rookie contract of Tua, you're saying basically like, okay, if you can't make the playoffs with these people, you're not our quarterback.
2: No, you you shoot your shot right now. But you've got two more years of him being affordable. Like you shoot your shot right now to try and stay as competitive as you can because the AFC is now the beast division of the NFL. Like, you have to make a run now because if you don't, there are quarterbacks in place. There are teams in place that have the talent there that are going to bury you in the dirt for years to come. The Dolphins went and shot their shot. They get Taron Armstead, who was the premier left tackle. This guy is a multiple-time Pro Bowler, and they sign him at a deal that his average per year clocks in at 11th. Like, it was insane what they were able to do.
1: Yeah, so they, they had ups and downs.
0: Okay, good. Sorry, Doug.
1: I was going to say ups and downs. I mean, holy lord, 120 million for Tyreek Hill, but but you have an out, out after two Tua years. throwing it him. You have an out after two years. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's great. Tyreek Hill is used to catching 40, 50, 60 yard passes, and I would be hard pressed to a single pass that Tua threw over 30
2: yak baby look at right. look at look at Jalen Waddle and what he did last year and he set the rookie reception record the guy had well over a hundred grand most of those are short but if you're looking at two speed monsters out there that you can get the ball to them in the short game what are you gonna do just flood the short and intermediate game someone's gonna break loose and every blind nut finds a squirrel sometimes
0: and so here's the thing too with uh Tua being on a basically here's a fight or flight. Like, what are you gonna do here? He could come out and he could be like, "Oh, I've got hill. Like, I'm just saying, it's so it's like betting on the horse that people are like, I don't know, I really like their trainer. We'll <laughs> see how it goes. The odds are real bad. Like, they're they're eighty to one. But that's basically what his season is going to be. He's going to be that possible. Dark horse that
1: nobody game. wants.
0: <laughs> that nobody <laughs> wants. Oh, no. No, there's going to be like five people in the whole stadium that bet on this dude. <laughs> and if he does win, they're going to get a talk a lot of smack for a long time. Because hey, that's let's basically be what Coach was pretty much thinking. What my thought process of what they're doing is all right, we've got this kid. He has a ceiling. He definitely has a ceiling. We're going to give him the opportunity to hit that ceiling, and if he doesn't, he's
1: out of here. Like, here's all these weapons. Yeah, but at what cost? At at what cost did you give him that ceiling? What did they give away for all of that? I mean, they had a ton of picks.
2: Yeah, but the thing was, is it was a lot of this was still from the Laramie Tunsil deal that they were able to work off of. Then they trade a lot of these picks to San Fran last year. So San Fran moves up and gets uh, Trey Lance. Then they moved back up to get Waddle. So realistically, you gave up like this year's first and this year's second second And two fourths. Yeah. A lot of this capital was from the 49ers. That pick was from the 49ers. So you're still living off of that Laramie Tunsell deal that you made with the Houston Texans. You didn't franchise the farm necessarily on this. And here's the other thing, have your out. Your offensive line is markedly improved right now. When you bring in Taryn Armstead, you now are only feeling, you've got Liam Markenberg, who we liked last year coming out of Notre Dame. You have an Austin Jackson who could slot in at guard. Now you got Robert Hunt. You've got, depth along the offensive line. So whatever quarterback you bring in next year, if Tua doesn't pan out, they're ready to roll. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater could have a field day with this, and he
1: will probably have the, the opportunity. The point I'm trying to make is that they were 9-8 and eight last year, and they were riding a top-five defense to do so. And that defense is back. The defense is back. That's what I'm saying. But is, is giving – you know, grabbing a, a Taron Armstead and adding a couple weapons, is that going to be the difference when you're competing against the Bills twice a season?
2: That, that's what Miami is sure as hell hoping. I mean, if anything else, you've, you've jumped the Patriots with these moves. Hands down, you're putting yourself in a spot to make a playoff run. And you look at the Bengals. The Bengals last year were a team that sewed up their division that was a little bit lackluster win-loss-wise. But they set up their division, and they rode that thing all the way to the Super Bowl. This is a team that now has a good defense, and they have playmakers on offense that can hopefully get hot at the right time and make a push all the way to wherever the hell the Super Bowl is this year. All right. hot
1: take.
2: Hot Hot take. take. I mean – this
0: What if all the moves bring, that what if they bring in Jimmy G? Not happening. And Why would they, they just keep doing deals with the Niners? Because they got 14 million to mess around with approximately.
2: No, nah, they just yeah. like fleecing the Niners. They don't want to help them out. So,
0: yeah, but they also want to be competitive in the division.
2: I think they, they're going to be set up no matter who you have at quarterback to be I mean, all the, the one move I didn't name was they re-signed Emmanuel Oba defensive end who's been clocking it at like nine, 10 sacks a year down in Miami. That's a key piece, but every other move that I threw their out there defense was, is their all defense been
0: pretty stacked the last few years. Right
2: now you're sitting with a running back room that has Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert and Miles Gaskin. I mean, They might not be the top-tier names that everyone wants to hear, but they all bring a little something different to the room. And that could be a scary three-headed monster. We talk about two-headed monsters. You look at Mike McDaniels coming from the 49ers. They want as many running backs as possible. So you throw that on top of – look at a guy like Debo. He's not getting a ton of catches down the field. He's getting them at the line of scrimmage and getting that yak with this complement of talents. You can see that directly translate to what this team now wants to do, which is let's get run the screen game all day, get these big boys out in front, and start blocking. Then you fake the screen, and someone's wide open by ten
1: yards, and two can't miss them. Yeah, can he though?
2: He might. Okay, he might. He
1: might. I'm all right. It. He, he might. might.
0: I've seen some shining moments from him to where I think that their staff. Has seen as well to where they're like, man, maybe this guy just needs a little bit more confidence. And you get a guy like Tyreek Hill on the team. You're good. Your Jalen Waddle. Like let's not sleep
2: gonna, on Jalen Waddle. Yeah.
0: Jalen Waddle is stud. What? I mean, his confidence has gotta be real high.
1: Can we talk Shit. about losers now? Who's the loser of all of these signings here? Miles Gaskin. I was going to say Ahmed. Ahmed went from running back two to running back four in a matter
2: of, like, three days. Miles Gaskins, though, has been – he gives you versatility in the run in the pass game. He's an undersized guy, but always seems to fall forward. And he's had some health concerns. But you look at a guy that's been right around 1,000 yards coming in as his seventh-round pick for them. It's tough. And I think Ahmed, if he does, I mean, he does have some familiarity with the staff because he originally signed as an undrafted free agent with the 49ers out of college.
1: That's the one place I'm worried about is their running back room. Health. Um, not health. because health-wise, exactly. They've got three, they're running back one, two, and three all have a very high tendency to be hurt more often than not I mean you're betting your, you know you're putting your eggs in your in the Chase Edmonds basket and Chase Edmonds can't stay healthy for more than half a season ever it's a big ask same with Mostert yep yeah same with Mostert so you're right back at at a uh, Gaskin Gaskin's. and Ahmed so, yeah, so exactly, but, right back where you started without... But also, it. where you're at I mean, in that
0: division, like, what you're trying to do, like, is that a roll of dice thing? Because you've seen some players like that before that will have... Like, you were talking about in the last episode about uh, Dobbins. Like, it's probably going to have a break Like, guys who get hurt, sometimes they'll come back and have a crazy
1: season yeah hurt once and come back and have a crazy season all these guys have been hurt multiple times (laughs) okay true (laughs) I mean I'm not calling Edmonds or Mostert Adrian Peterson at this point like they're not going to bounce back like that I mean you can look at Saquon Barkley if you want to take a you know or Christian McCaffrey if you want to take somebody who's got all the talent in the world but they get hurt and they can't do anything I mean Edmonds is you know otherworldly in his talents i mean he's out there you know running routes with receivers and you know making one-handed catches but he's only on the field eight plays a game yeah it's hard for me to believe in the backfield
2: can we talk about their defense though and how electric they could be you look at their secondary and you throw when, once javon holland got into the sa- starting safety spot you got Zavian Howard.
1: You've got – oh, God. We just toot our own horn. Can we toot our own horn right now? Because we talked up Holland like it was our job last year, saying how he could easily be super high in the second round possibly sneak into the first because he is just a gamer. And then they picked him up early on in the second round. And what is he? He's a baller, falling out of Oregon, just killing it down there in Miami. Their whole team is stacked at all levels. You
2: got, I think that they could use another linebacker because you got Jerome Baker that's helping patrol the middle, who does a good job. But your bookends and Jalen Phillips and Emmanuel Oba are 10 sack a year guys. And then you got Christian Wilkins, I still believe, patrolling the center. Yep. Like, this is a team that is, that is set, and granted, do they have the picks this year? No, but I think we talked about in the last episode. What about a Bobby Wagner coming to play on this team? How scary is that either. defense now? Not bad
0: either. It's already scary. So here's the thing, too. It's with nightmares. These, with some of these later picks that they could do, because the thing that I've noticed about the Dolphins the last few years, they're special teams has been pretty solid. And that's where you like find some of these guys that kind of step up and you're like, all right, this guy is going to be on kickoffs.
2: That was Matt Collins for him who went to Vegas. Like Matt Collins was a special teams supreme
0: player. And that's where you might be able to find some studs like that too, as far as your draft picks go, as the Dolphins go, because you got you're not going to be up there. You're going to be, you're going to be rolling the dice the entire draft. I mean, unless you have a, I don't really have a specific position for the Dolphins that I think draft wise that they have to fill because their first tight pick in. is round three. Tight end. A tight end. I to, mean, take o- to take over for
1: Gasecki because he's not a separation not gonna able, guy. They're not going to be able to afford Gasecki and everybody else when that time comes. I mean, I'm looking at their, at their, uh, they signed him for what eleven mil? Well, he's on the franchise tag and, this year. Yeah, no, he's on a one year tag this year. Franchise tag. tag Is him. it franchise? Well, yeah. there's a good chance that he will get it again next year. So I'm calling it a two year twenty four million dollar deal. If they can't, and he'll go to at least fourteen next year, easy. What if, what you keep you a guy down.
2: Practice. Keep a guy down in that in that area. Isaiah Likely in the third. Dude,
1: Isaiah Likely's a beast.
2: Plus, he's a separation separation guy. Where Gusecki's more of a volume catcher. He's a middle-of-the-field guy. His separation numbers for the tight end are middle-of-the-road at best. I mean, he's typically down in the 20s, which with a high-profile guy that you get on a tag, like, that's not what you want to see. And he's been – sitting there not even running the slot. This guy's flexed out on the outside
1: more often than not. So, so they, need a, they need a safety valve. You go Weidermeyer. Take Weidermeyer in the fourth. Dude just took a dump on his draft stock. He ran a 503.40. Dude, you don't know who, who else took a way? dump
2: on their draft stock that ended up working pretty well? Mark Andrews when he went yeah. to the Ravens.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's i'm saying See, in who knows what could have <laughs> happened yeah they they put I'm him, up, they put him
0: up in a hotel the only place that was open was a denny's he had he had a little bit of denny's the night before he probably shouldn't have but he was like i need to get some carbs in me and they gave him a little bit of food poisoning he was having to clench his butt cheeks the whole time while he was running that 40 like <laughs> he didn't want to have an accident he didn't want to have a a Zillow Leopard's accident. Can we get get Jalen
1: Weidermeyer on here to just defend himself not going to Denny's the day before his pro day, please? (laughs) You know, dumps like a
2: truck,
0: truck, truck. GMs are now like, (laughs) what, what? Oh, man, that is too rich. Exactly. I mean, like, hey, come on now. I know the tug was a track star you you could have an off day and it would be the most unfortunate timing ever to have an off day during the nfl combine but people do have off days and that's kind of where you find some of those nuggets in the draft because you're like oh this guy's draft value dropped a little bit because he had a bad pro day like hmm you some people do just have an off day and it depends on like their their track record before that to where you're like yeah. hey, maybe I'll take a risk on this person so like yeah he ran a 5 second
1: maybe he still stood i'm looking yeah. at whoever else hey he his time is in fact better than Tom Brady's Hallelujah, barely. Barely. barely.
0: <laughs> is it better than Adam Benataris?
2: As a skill player, okay. that's what you want is you're 40 times faster important.
1: than Tom Brady. Hey, let's let's focus here. Let's see. Rich Eisen <laughs> was less than a second slower. In a full suit,
2: man, you're making me want to draft Weidermeier even more with this. With these analogies, welcome to the Dolphins episode where we talk about Rich Eisen
0: and Tom Brady. Okay,
1: if, if, we're, if we're gonna start
0: talking about stuff like that, I mean, we might as well bring back Randy Moss and have him be your deep threat.
1: <laughs> I mean, you'd have worse options. <laughs> you could bring yeah. back Antonio Brown. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. We could go Antonio Brown again.
0: Good Lord. Oh, if we were playing a pickup game, I would pick Moss over Brown.
1: Yeah, all day. Believe Six that. 6-4. <laughs> Believe it. Believe
2: it. Believe it. Tug, have you, have, you, have you warmed to the idea of this might be the most improved team in the NFL
1: since the start of the end of the season on paper. I'm warming to the idea. Yes. Do I approve of all of their spending? Absolutely not. Well, do I as, think they're going to be better than nine and eight? Sure. They might yeah, be, but 10 if you and got seven. it, if you got it, flaunt it, you got to, how, how deep is the AFC right now? It's so very deep, which ridiculous. is why I'm worried about them still. Even with all these additions, I'm still slightly worried about how they're gonna mesh together. They've got a lot of personalities on that team. Yeah, a lot I mean, of personalities. Xavier I mean, Cedric Wilson going is at a it diva. Every day. Yeah, bingo.
0: Do you want to hear my best case scenario? Please. My best case scenario is Tua somehow gets some sort of like, uh, I'm going to say, Minchu kind of swag going. And. Throws out his mustache. Maybe even bust out, maybe he busts out like a Steve Harvey mustache and comes out. And he's with all these other kids too. Like he's got an arsenal now. Maybe they start acting like, do you remember that Jaguars team that almost beat Tom Brady? They the Blake portals? Yep. They almost beat them with Blake portals. But I'm not talking about their offense. I'm talking about their defense. I'm saying the Dolphins' offense could be similar to that Jaguars' defense with just that young kid swagger kind of like confidence to where they might be able to pull something off to where. People are going to be like, "Damn,
1: nope, hard yeah, no." Possible, hard yeah. no. I, I could see their defense being the swagged out defense, like the Jaguars were, but I don't see this offense doing that. I see Tyreek Hill throwing a fit because he doesn't get past the ball as much as Waddles getting, and they're being you know head button between two fastest guys in the NFL, lest John Ross and. I think it's going to be a hot mess on offense, at least for a handful of weeks until they figure each other out. But by that time, they're going to be in the same boat that they're in now, middle of the pack, 10-7, and possibly making it to the playoffs as a wild card, if they're lucky with how stacked the AFC is now.
2: The good thing they have going for them, though, is I expect some sort of a regression from New England with them losing a J.C. Jackson, especially, and that defense taking a step back being older. They haven't really addressed the wide receiver position in New England yet either. So I can see them regressing a little bit, and I still don't think that the Jets are going to be at the level where Miami should go in there and take two from this year. So you're looking at three to four wins right off the jump before you play anyone else, just with those two teams. And I think that,
1: Unless you look at some likewise, of these other divisions,
2: it it's a lot tougher to get those wins in division, especially when you look at like the AFC West right now.
1: Yeah.
2: So they could sneak in, get hot, and ready to go. So I think Dolphins are, from where they were at last year to where they're going to be at, granted, the, the whole conference is tougher but this should be an ascending
0: team. I think it's all on their offense coordinator and how he decides to deal with Tua. Like, you've now got these weapons, like...
2: You're looking... I mean, you're looking so, at you Michael already said Engel, they,
0: who, What they really need to do is be able to establish a run game because I bet you Tua would be a pretty good play-action passer, <laughs> but he's not a drop-back guy. So if you get some like running game in there, he might be all right, and maybe even use Tyreek Hill like the Niners use Debo.
1: Yeah, like, like he's too small. I don't know. I, I I've got my concerns about the team as a whole. I think that they're going to be better. They're going to be good. They'll finish second in the in the East for sure. Um, I don't see him pushing ahead of. Cincinnati or Denver or the Chargers or the Bills. I don't see them in that company yet. I think the first five or six games will be a telltale of how the offense is going to mesh having a new, you know, it, it's essentially going to become a pissing competition between Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill for, for catches because they're, so similar in the way that they play and their roles on the team. And I feel like it could turn into a TO, Ojo, Cinco kind of deal where, you know, they just couldn't find their mesh together and it becomes an issue. And I don't know. I think it'll tell right off the bat, first couple games. But
2: that's why you bring in mcdaniels because going into the postseason it's not like anyone was expecting the 49ers who beat the super bowl champion rams two times in the regular season to even make it to the nfc championship game and be right in until the end so when you look at that it's not like the 49ers had the stoutest of defenses in the world so if you look at a team where you're looking at a higher profile defense, a team that's more geared towards takeaways, especially because when they're rolling is when they're taking the ball away. But when you can integrate his offensive style in this, that's where you should be seeing him take that step forward, even if it's slower than than you know Tyreek Hill wants to see, than Jalen Waddle wants to see. I think that the proof's gonna be in the pudding as the year rolls along and how they get more involved with his offense is where you should see this team start taking steps forward and start peaking at the right time.
1: Exactly. It just it's all gonna kind of fit around what their running back stable can do because that I mean if you look at the 49ers past couple of years, you know, their offensive chemistry kind of revolved around how well their run game, you know, whether Whoever, whether it was Samuel or Mostert or McKinnon or whoever was running good that day, insert just, running back here. Yeah, pretty much. You know, flip a coin at the beginning of the game. Say, oh, you know, draw straws to see who's going to start. That's essentially. I mean, if if they're going to make a run at uh, having a decent year, it's going to be predicated around who can get the ball going in the backfield because they've got the weapons it's just a matter of establishing that offense.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you said something about that too, because it it only is going to fit certain teams in certain divisions. And in this division here, it's not a bad strategy to like have that insert running back here strategy kind of thing. Like whoever's hot, we want to get, if we can get three yards of carry from, I don't care who it is, we're going to do that. Like, we're going to have two or three running backs who we're just going to rotate in, and whoever's hot is hot. And we're going to do it that way, because otherwise, we're not going to have a play-action game. We're not going to be able to throw it deep to Tyreek Hill, because everyone's just going to be worried about that. Like, I know he's going to be afraid I, about that. Tua can't throw it that far. Tell so you bring in the
2: Teddy Bridgewater package for throws over 35. That's true.
0: Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> That's a joke, Dirty. No, I'm tell. telling you, as soon as – okay, this is in my imagination right now. As soon as Tua was coming to the team, he started just hitting those weights he's like oh i gotta be able to throw it a little farther right now if i had someone like that yeah i'm gonna be working on that distance pick up joe flacco he is a free agent right now Oh, he resigned there. resigned with
2: the Did he? resigned with the jets why they have my not smirched joe flacco's
1: name they have mike white though why do they even need Joe Flacco just for moral support at airports or what? Yeah, yeah, big airport guy, Joe Flacco. Big airport. He loves the airport. Why yeah, is with the
0: jets? Hates, Boom, Let's let's kill this. Episode. I already told you that. It. <laughs> that's that's why White's the backup, bro. <laughs> Come on now, man. Callback, callback from last episode. So that's why you guys need to listen to every episode out there, because otherwise you won't get these inside jokes. But if you do want to understand these inside jokes, maybe you'll go back into our catalog a little bit and listen to some old episodes, learn about Joe Flacco and his airport etiquette. I mean, (laughs) there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in these past episodes, so you guys need to listen to it. Guys, you got any last thoughts on the Miami Dolphins and what they need to do? Tapping out. Tapping out, tapping out. Basically, guys, get a running game. Give Tua the opportunity to be a play-action quarterback because that's the best you're ever going to get out of him. And, I mean, figure out a way to get Tyreek Hill the ball. Obviously, you just gave him the bag. So, you don't got a lot of picks. I mean, you listen to this episode you'll you'll get as close as you can get to being a playoff team you got the opportunity to we'll see how it goes but as far as uh our our advice goes we gave you all we we gave it all you could
1: we did it we did our best we don't we don't we got, do you, it out miami.
0: Really. We got you miami invite us down there we'll do a live podcast for you guys i'm, I'm you adam dirty i'm here with big hug Coach Red, we love y'all. Peace.